0: And happy Friday, Acme Army. How we doing? Hope you're all doing well out there. We're doing all right. We are one Eric down today, but we're going to keep trudging through because uh, what else can we do? It's a Friday, and we got the Detroit Lions coming up on Sunday. I hope you guys are all ready for that. What's your tailgating recipes? What are we cooking this weekend? I think I'm going to go chicken wings, you know? I mean, I don't have any kind of uh, good... You know, loin recipes. I'm not much into the, you know, uh, the Nesco's. I'm thinking just straight chicken wings on the grill. A little lemon pepper, a little hot sauce, you know. Grill, drip, regrill. I don't know. That's just what I'm doing. <clears throat> because Detroit Lions right now are, they're going to be one of those teams that I'm not going to want to sit down full, you know, with a couple of, uh, you know, Wisconsin beers in hand and get lazy through this game. I'm going to want to, you know, finger lick throughout the game and enjoy each touchdown, each first down, each great reception. I'm assuming at some point uh, the way that the Detroit Lions have been throwing the ball all over, that we might get a couple more interceptions, you know? I mean, it's been a while since we've heard anything from Chandon Sullivan. Let's revisit that first game, huh? What up, CS? Let's get some. But, well, guys, it's 800 victories. 800 victories. You know, 800 is that kind of number that falls in line with Dean Smith, you know, college basketball coach. Not to... Not to put in line with an NFL franchise, 800 victories. That's just an incredible feat. And we did it. Green Bay Packers, go pack go. Hashtag go pack go. It's been a lot of fun uh, watching those victories in my 46 years. How about your lifestyle, guys? Huh? You enjoyed those victories? What's your favorite one? How about Favre after his dad passed? Where's that rank for you? gosh it's gotta be gotta be my number one, you know first time I cried in a football game yeah i'm forty six man enough to admit it. that's brutal, beautiful game though, everybody. let's get into it though here because eight hundred victories we're looking for eight oh one, and how are we gonna do that? I don't know. I don't know. the way that Detroit has played since they released Matt Patricia is something we're definitely going to need to talk about because Daryl Bevel, we're familiar with him. Not only was he a Packer coach, he was a former Badger. Hey, man, um, do you guys uh, ever remember winning a Rose Bowl in your lifetime? I mean, if you're a boomer like the other, Eric, yeah, I mean, you were alive, but, you know, that first Rose Bowl in your lifetime, what were you doing that day? Well, I was watching Daryl Bevel. And then the year after that, I watched him in another bowl game and it was it was Wisconsin football officially back on the map to Daryl Bevel. Big part of that. <clears throat> hey, how about when Daryl Bevel in the Rose Bowl against the Bruins were up fourteen to ten and then he ran it in? I don't know. It was like a 25-yard, a little little less than a 25-yard run. But uh, not what you would expect from him also being a part of the Charlie Ward era, you know, mobile quarterbacks. Daryl Bevel, not one. So that was great to see. But, guys, he is leading a Detroit Lions team right now that, you know, they beat the Bears last week 34-30. Matt Stafford put up. 42 passes, completed 27, 402 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Only got sacked twice by the Bears. Hmm. Are the Bears who we thought they were? I don't know. But Adrian Peterson, familiar face, gosh, just chugging along. Two touchdowns, 3.6-yard average. Busts out a long one. Karrion Johnson literally contributing nothing on the rushing side for this team. All Adrian Peterson. Hey, raise your hand out there if you had Karrion Johnson drafted in the top 10 rounds of your fantasy draft this year. Hello, I'm one of them knuckleheads. Then I picked up Peterson on the waiver wire. He did nothing midseason. But then, snapping back right now. The Packers got to stop that. I like our chances, though. Right now, the receiving side for Detroit. (laughs) The feared Kenny Galladay is out. And that just leaves the door open for Marvin Jones. Last week, Marvin Jones, eight receptions, 116 and a touchdown. Quentin Cephas. Remember that badger? Two for 63. 63. And a touchdown. Just big play on him. But they got Danny Amendola on that team, we got to worry about. Mohammed Sanu, 36 yards on two connections. And then there's that tight end. TJ Hawkinson. Now, Eric and I, and a lot of times on our phone calls in the past, especially getting prepared for drafts, we love drafts. We always love love tight ends for the Packers because we have been on that search to replace Bubba Franks and you know. Michael Finley and, hell, let's go back to the toolbox, Ed West, you know, we, the way that the tight ends, we've, we've needed them, And TJ Hawkinson was one of them coming out of the draft that, man, heck of a player. Well, you know, last week he's targeted nine times for a tight end. He's targeted nine times. 84 yards, no touchdown, but just consistent, moving the chains. 12-yard average. So how do we stop that guy That's going to be a test Our inside linebackers Who's going to replace Raven Green We got injuries to talk about We got injuries to talk about Let's get there Man oh man (sighs) Tyler Irvin Tyler Listen Tyler I don't know what kind of ice cream you like. I would suggest looking up Jenny's Ice Cream in Columbus, Ohio. Um, fantastic blends of ice cream. You can get some sorbets. They'll throw a little bourbon in some of them. Fantastic ice creams. Maybe about ten bucks a pint. But but Tyler Irvin, go online, get about six pack of them. You know what I mean? You can take a couple, wrap them around your ankles, let them thaw, and just, you know, just chill out. Go on Amazon Prime, maybe get a little Yellowstone. Or just watch a couple seasons, chill out on that ankle. Get healthy because we saw exactly how fantastic you are. We need you, boss. But it's not going to happen this year, man. You're on IR. I don't know what's going on, but... You've proved your value in the impact that you've had when you're on the field. So it's tough to see you go. Billy Wynn, man, you are on the rise for us, Billy. You know, it's always nice to see a, a, a horse next to Kenny Clark, you know, and thank goodness Goody got us Big Gregory Rush because hopefully he's coming up and going to be activated. So we got another run stuff for this week because. Adrian Peterson, you know, if he's going to get the ball 15 to 20 times, the way that we've been stopping the run, he's going to get 100 yards. So we need a pig in the middle there. <clears throat> and I don't mean a pig in a derogatory man. I mean just a big bore of a man. And that's you, Rush. Much respect. Um, what else do we have here for, you know, the injuries? I think we got Barnes coming back. Not sure if he's going to be activated. We have. A.J. Dillon off the COVID list? Is he going to be activated? I believe just because of A.J.'s COVID situation, we got to bring up Henry Black from the practice squad on an exception as a replacement for a COVID player. So instead of having to sign him the third time he comes up, Black gets to come back up again. So he's going to be doing something to replace Raven Green, because he's the other key injury that we lost. And that's a big one, a shoulder injury. I mean, they just keep stacking up, right? Winsley one week, Raven Green the next week, offense, defense. But most importantly, how we respond to all these injuries, um, we'll see. I, I got a lot of faith in Henry Black. I don't know if they bring back Vernon Scott. I don't know what the roster is going to be looking like. We might be popping back on the podcast uh, when Eric's freed up this weekend to give us a a current up-to-date. But I'm excited about the one replacement for Tyler Irvin. And finally, this is the game. Is it not? Are we not going to see Tavon Austin this week? (sighs) I mean, he's 30 years old. For all of you out there who are over 30 years old, uh, you, you remember that you're not as fast as you were when you were 23. So we're not expecting 4'3 speed out of Tavon Austin. We're expecting a five-eight hundred pounds quickness and shiftiness that Tyler Irvin has. 30 years old. It's a shame because when Tavon came out in 2013 out of West Virginia, you know, you thought he was going to be one of these new gadget players that you've seen. Now you see Debo Samuel, and he's 215 pounds, running, catching, gadget plays, motion, jet motion, sweeps, everything that you want. But that was Tavon Austin, you know, and they thought that was going to be the durable player. But I, I think when he was with the rams for quite a time there there was a you know the first year he had heck of a, a heck of a line of stats catching receiving uh running returns but i think once you look down those lines you see the de- decrease in his stat lines the thing that pops up is the the last two years 2018 2019 <clears throat> In Dallas. It's interesting because, you know, he. That's where you saw what we hope to see out of Tavon Austin. You know, in 2018 to 2019, you know, those two years with Dallas, his reception average, you know, it jumped from 3.6 yards with the Rams the year before to 17.5 yards reception. That's utilizing them correctly. 2019 with the LSFL to 13.5, but again, 3.6 is his last year with the Rams, 2017. 2016 and 15, when you're averaging 5, Seven yards of reception. <clears throat> My point is, they weren't using Austin the way that I think we're going to be using Tavon Austin, the way that Dallas used him. He's not going to get a ton of touches, those are going to be effective touches, though. Are we going to see him doing kickoff returns? I hope not. I hope that's where we can continue to see, you know, Malik Taylor. I'd like to see somebody else a little bigger, got a heck of a stride on him. 6'2", can take that pound in a little better. But on punt returns, you know, he can fill in there. It's only averaging 5.8 yards on a punt return. That's not bad. I mean, that's, that's, again, the special teams team doing the blocking in Dallas. How great was that? I don't know. <clears throat> I know that our special teams is not very good right now a lot of fire on twitter about our special teams and it's all man it's legit do we offer him a little better uh, opportunity in our punt blocking i don't know he's had 5 fumbles 2 years in a row we'll see i mean those hands will be in question but i tavon austin even at 30 years old for me seems like seems like he can give us exactly what we need at the time when we desperately need it with Tyler Irvin out and potentially, hey, maybe he's along for a future ride. But the way that it looks right now, if he can come in seamlessly, it looks like we have a, a great component to fill in there, so. I don't know. That that's my gut on Tavon. I, I've harped so much and talked so much about Tyler Irvin just because of the the impact he's had all year. It's f- just phenomenal to watch an offense like that. But <clears throat> we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving along, Ty Tyke Miller, shout out. Uh, I know you wanted to hear more on Tavon. Also, wanted to talk about J.K. Scott because um, guys are punting. You know, the punters are never going to get the kind of respect that they deserve until they do a Pat McAfee and they drill a guy who's coming down returning a punt and and decleats him. We don't see any kind of body sacrifice from J.K. Scott. <laughs> it's okay. He's six foot five. His job is to kick the ball. All right. Let's work on that before we ride him on not tackling because those other 10 guys on the, on the special teams, you got to do better. And we will do better because that's just the way it works. But we're going for 801. And a big component of 801 this week is going to be no other than Bobby Tanyan. Look at these stats compared to him and TJ Hawkinson. Okay. Hawkinson, 52 receptions, 614 yards, five touchdowns, 11.8 yard average. 6'5, 250 pounds. T.J. Hawkinson, I mean, that's just borderline, you know, that's a young stud right there. Well, Bobby, Bobby Tungan, 41 receptions, 497 yards, 8 touchdowns, 12.1 average, six five, two forty. I mean, that is as good a comparison as we can see from the tight end position. I mean just uh, those are two future tight ends for the NFC North and you're really going to enjoy watching these guys. I'm telling you for the next few years while they still have Stafford and Rodgers pitching the ball to them because it just doesn't get any better than having the tight end, long ball, short ball, power ball complement to the offense that we have and and getting into this game more specifically, our offense is just should From the start of this game, beat Detroit in every category offensively. I mean, we should be running all over them. Points we should put up, but they're without rookie sensation out of OSU. OH! Jeff Okuda. And that really thins him out in the secondary. I mean, you're, you're down Darius Slay, gave him up to Philadelphia, saw what D, D. Adams did to him last week. But now, you know, your number one corner's out. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing in old veterans, Tremaine Brock, for tryouts to try and fill those holes in the secondary. Um, the Detroit Lions defense under Matt Patricia, surprisingly bad. For a defensive head coach, surprisingly bad. They've turned it over to Bevel. Bevel. Best of luck to you. I just don't think you're the answer for their defense. Now, offensively, man, if you can just keep moving those chains, that's how you can help out your defense. We 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 endure that same philosophy in Green Bay, but you guys are giving up a lot of yards, the giving up the most points in the league. It just looks like offensively we should take care of almost every challenge Detroit has and can throw at us. I mean, because let's just – Marvin Jones – when you watch, so I mean, I gave it maybe seven minutes uh, of the all 22 film, but Marvin Jones, if you're going to put him up against either Kevin King, but specifically Jair, he's never going to get off the line without him in his back pocket. And he's just Marvin Jones is not a, he's not Kenny Galladay off the, off the line. Muhammad Sanu is the one that mm, he could be a couple of tricky big plays stacked up in there. You know, But as far as uh, Almeida, we got him covered. I feel like we match up well with him, but it's it's the T.J. Hawkinson show. Who's, who's going to cover him? Are we covering him with Henry Black? It's Chris Barnes coming back today, this week. Not today. Edit that. <laughs> Who knows? I hope so. But who's going to cover T.J.? Because He's going to put points on the board and he is going to be a threat, so we got to do the best we can on him. Uh, and that's really just how I see it. You know, there's not a lot of great things to discuss on this Detroit game, is there? It's a trap game for us in respects of hey, Daryl Bevel is coming out. Daryl Bevel's done some really good things. Daryl Bevel was a badger, damn it. <laughs> No, but look what look what Daryl Bevel did to Brett Favre. When Daryl Bevel was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, and Brett Favre, through all of his uh, you know, retirements and unretirements and trades ends up on the Vikings and with Daryl Bevel has his best year. His best year, sixty eight percent completion percentage. 4,202 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So very unfarv like. 107.2 passer rating. That was the best of his career. Again, the best of Farv's career with the Vikings under Bevel. <clears throat> seven seasons in Seattle. Russell Wilson. Nice little Badger connection there, huh? Apparently, Integral in Russell becoming a part of the Seattle Seahawks. Well, 2015, his career year, his first career 4,000-yard year, 4,024 yards, 34 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 110.1 passer rating. Sounds extremely Favre-like, right? Well, apparently now all the, you know, chains are off of, of shackles are off the hands of Stafford. Let him rip, kid. Yeah, it's one of those games that could sneak up on us. So let's be careful. And uh, let's just celebrate right. You know what I mean? Celebrate the NFC North rivalry. That kind of is the Detroit Packer game. Like I said, I'm getting chicken wings. Might have a milkshake. Certainly some PBRs. Do something fun for yourself, you know. But uh, be aware of this whole game, you know. Don't pig out early, fall asleep. Because this one could get wild. It could get wild. Just saying, be alert. Detroit is not a team we want to take lightly ever. Ever. So... With that, that's me solo, 22 minutes. <laughs> Listen, if any of you stayed 22 minutes, uh, I applaud you. Hats off. I, I really appreciate you. And I appreciate all you guys listening to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. We're all over out there, Stitcher, Podbean. Getting all kinds of numbers from all these little places. It's great to hear. I appreciate you guys sharing us. Just hitting that share button, send it, send it to, a, to a friend. You can do that via text message. You do it through email. A lot of fun, but you guys are helping us, and we appreciate it. And also, YouTube, we continue to have great history pieces with Peter Jones from the U.K., and the one that we just did on Wednesday with Don Hudson was no exception. Probably our best that we've done. So much fun to learn about some of these older Packer players. Guys, gals, give it a listen. Give it a. Give it, a, give it a share with your friends. Hit that share button. You can text it to them, email it to them. We appreciate you. You're helping our numbers grow. And uh, and YouTube. As YouTube is just uh, a lot of fun for us right now. We're starting to post full episodes that we get. We're learning a bit more on the technical side. So uh, we're putting those clips up of all the historical pieces. Ron Hallstrom's up there. Paul Kaufman's up there. Paul Horning's up there. And now we got Don Hudson up there. So check that out and check out Peter at Pro Foot History on Twitter, he is a great follower. Thanks for following us at Acme Army everywhere, guys. Thanks for the subscribes, the ratings. Those really help us get up in the search, and it's because of you we continue to grow. Hey, here's my tip: things are getting crazy. It's Christmas time. Go shop at TulipTreeGardenCo.com for all kinds of unique gifts starting from hemp, CBD products. They got wonderful starter gift packs as well. Some of the coolest unique gifts you can ever imagine. Just check them out. TulipTreeGardenCO.com Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. How about we make a little resolution this year? How about we make that New Year's resolution to be nice to one another? Let's do that. Let's just be nice to one another. Then go back home.